High Impact Influence, the podcast. My name is Randy Cantrell. I'm your host here. Welcome. The 30-day micro-leadership course. We are now in day 22 of our 30 days. It is September the 22nd, 2021. You can find all the episodes at the website, growgreat.com. Of course, you can get them through your favorite podcast catcher, all kinds of ways. You can find out how to subscribe by going to the website, growgreat.com. Daily communication. Yesterday, we focused on the DNA kind of a message. That is the communication that is just embedded into the fabric of your organization. It tells everybody why we are here, why we're here together, why we're doing what we're doing and how we're doing it and what we're doing. In my experience, conciseness and candor pay big time. So before we go further about any kind of communication, it's important to figure out how valuable candid conversation is going to be in your group, your team, your organization. Now I'm very happy to make an appeal for you to embrace candid conversations and to embrace that fully. But of course you can do what you want. You can decide for yourself. There is an environment among any group where everybody understands the unwritten rules of conversation, whether it's candid, whether it's not candid. I have coached clients who were in environments where being candid just simply wasn't done, uh, at least not out in the open. Now, out in the hallway after the meetings, secret private conversations would ensue constantly, but leadership dare not engage in such behavior when they were formally together. And it typically, in my experience, it goes that way because the top level leader, the number one doesn't place a high value on candor. Now I respect every leader's right to operate the way they want to. Even if I disagree with their philosophies or their, their way of doing things, I can still respect fine. You, I mean, you can, you do it the way you want to do it. The cultures that operate that way, though, they, it takes a heavy, heavy toll on people. And it stymies innovation and growth and high performance. For me, it is especially vexing when an organization is performing at a pretty high level in spite of their lack of candor. I mean, what could they be? What could they do if they fully embraced honest, candid communication? And it's that lost potential that always haunts me. I encourage every leader and every emerging leader to understand the high value of candor. And all we're talking about is the quality of being open and honest to express yourself. In a word, frankness. The enemy is usually just one thing, a lack of safety. The leader doesn't feel safe. Other people don't feel safe. Nobody feels safe. And so everybody just remains silent or they avoid being as honest as they need to be because it's safer to avoid speaking up. It's safer to avoid speaking out. It's safer to avoid being completely honest. I'll just keep my thoughts to myself. Now we've all experienced these kinds of situations where we're just staring at our shoes unwilling to speak up, even though our minds are racing with things that really need to be said. And it's especially frustrating when nobody in the room says the very things that 
we know need to be said. And we're wishing, we're wishing maybe that we could say it, but we don't. And we don't because the fallout, the potential for negative consequences is just too great. It's called being stuck. This is not a place of growth. This is not a place of high performance. So let's figure out how we can build safety so that we can make candor part of the fabric of our organization. First, avoid a critical judgment environment. Yeah, easier said than done, right? How? Well, for starters, listen and listen so that you can better understand. Go back and revisit those critical components that we talked about in earlier sessions, the ingredients I call them that make up the progression of leadership. I'm going to put that illustration again in the show notes for today's episode, day 22, September 22nd, 2021. This progression of leadership starts with humility, advances to curiosity, then knowledge, then understanding, and then compassion. And without a commitment to these ingredients, there will never be enough safety to have candor. Critical judgment emanates from people who lack humility and curiosity. Show me an unsafe culture, and I will show you a culture that is filled with arrogance and answers. And that's why people keep their mouths shut, right? I mean, no need to share insights with somebody who already has their mind made up. The boss enters the room. Asking people to weigh in on an issue. But first, first, the boss throws down this verbal gauntlet, either by saying, well, here's what I think. Now, what do y'all think? That's really a famous tactic. Or sometimes, this one really always gets me, the boss can come in and act like, I I want everybody to weigh in on this. I'm just going to tell y'all, my mind's already made up. (laughs) Well, nobody in their right mind is there going to speak up after that. Either one of those scenarios, if the boss commits to a position, but I want y'all to weigh in on it, I don't know about you, but if I'm, if I'm a subordinate to that boss, I'm, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I mean, nobody in their right mind is going to speak up unless it's just to echo agreement or consent with the boss. Oh, sure. A lot of people will do that, right? It's that proverbial yes, men syndrome. And that can overtake any culture that is led by a close-minded person. So avoid critical judgment environment. Second, avoid playing the blame game, especially obviously when something goes wrong, right? I mean, at, at that moment, finger pointing, it's not even profitable. Suppose you're managing a crisis. Okay, well, job one, let's find out whose fault it is. Really? Uh, that's the first go-to thing. No, the critical thing is to refrain from it because there's no need to assign blame. I mean, and the reason that people do it, we all know to feel better about ourselves. Now, hopefully it wasn't us (laughs) perhaps to deflect any responsibility from ourselves is another reason. I mean, there are lots of reasons why we are capable of behaving so poorly. We have to resist being so selfish Grace is unmerited favor, and yet we are all prone to say, well, you know, they don't deserve forgiveness. They don't deserve compassion. They don't deserve consideration. They deserve to be blamed, blah, 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 blah. Well, that's precisely the point. Let's give consideration to people no matter what. 
That is the true mark of high-level leadership, and that keeps the blame game from being played. Now, you can fix any problem without fixating on who is to blame. Remedy the person responsible if you want, but just do that in a way that will not disrupt the group safety. Besides, I mean, just think about this. Think about the value. Well, maybe better said, think about the invaluable lessons that can be learned if somebody did actually make a mistake. Well, you think they'll do it again? Well, not likely. We have all done some boneheaded things. Think about how it can negatively impact the individuals and the group. If you're going to call them out or if you're going to barbecue people, even if they are responsible. Now, conversely, think about how the individual and the group is going to respond when that problem is addressed in a positive way and you're all collaborating together and you are not absorbed by convicting somebody much less executing somebody or a group of people because they are to blame. It was there. They're the reason we're in this predicament serves no useful purpose. Third, be strategic and think long term. Now it makes all of this behavior easier because we see the value when you're playing a longer game, it changes these perspectives from knee jerk reactions in the moment to considerations about how this might impact us next week, next month, next year, and moving forward. Just last night, I went to one of my grandson's football games, seventh grade. And they came into the game. They lost their first two games so far. They've only played two. This was their third game. But, man, they come in tonight, and they've got high hopes, right? They can win this game. They got off to a good start. Yeah, but pretty soon it was apparent that they lacked the speed and the tackling ability to match their opponent. And the longer the game went, the more success the opponent had. And quite frankly, I didn't think the play calling of the coach was all that stellar either. So the more my grandson's team failed, you could see the more frustrated the coach was getting. Now, at some point, the coach of my kiddo's team, he, he got openly frustrated. He's yelling at the timekeeper. He is yelling at the officials. And in junior high football, when your team has the ball, then you give the referee the ball that you brought. So you play with your own. Well, he had the ball in his hand for his team. He was just carrying it. They were on defense. and He's yelling. He's screaming. He's getting worked up. And the other team broke a big play. <laughs> He grabs this, he has this ball in his hand already. He's on the sideline. He, he's about five yards out on the field and he throws that. He spikes the ball. It was a great spike. Now, don't get me wrong. It was terrific. In fact, it might've been the best play of the night. He was just so openly outraged. These are 12 year old boys. His team's performance just declined and declined and declined as did his demeanor negative influence at its worst. And I'm sitting here and I'm looking and I'm thinking, here's a man, a grown man, a teacher and a coach influencing a group of 12 year olds. And he's not helping them perform at their best. In fact, he may be contributing to help them perform at their worst. Same things happen to us at work. We have moments, maybe extended periods of time where we are stuck 
thinking at the moment. And it brings out our worst. And we react and suddenly all safety is forfeited. And because the safety is forfeited, all candor, all transparency, all openness, all collaboration, it gets completely shut down. Grow increasingly, people will grow increasingly less engaged. They will shut their mouths more and more. And if they do open their mouths, it will only be to bicker and murmur and complain. And their insights and their ideas, they will keep to themselves. And we all suffer because of it. Psychological safety in the workplace is mandatory if we are going to have candid conversations. Be well, do good, grow great. The website is growgreat.com. Lord willing, tomorrow we hit session 23. I appreciate you coming along.